0: I said, wait, someone's, a, someone's tell us was a bit loud. But when we talk about service, we all know there is a man who defines excellence in service. Let me call to the front Deacon Komaki. Let's give him a big hand.
1: Hallelujah. Praise the Lord the lord i'd like to acknowledge the presence of the holy spirit please you can take your seats i'd like to acknowledge the presence of the holy spirit thank you pastor for according me this opportunity i'd also like to acknowledge the board members and all the deacons and deaconesses and everyone who's made this meeting possible amen amen Yahweh, Nimweh, Yahweh, Yahweh presence in this place. Heavenly Father, even as I minister, Heavenly Father, I pray that you may take charge. That Heavenly Father, I may only speak that which your people need to hear. It's in Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, wow. Thank you very much, for the foundation that you laid. It's very awesome. There are very few points that you mentioned that in line with what I have to share today. Uh, praise be to God. So he was talking about the aspect of the earthly father. I am here to tell you about the spiritual father. Amen. Before God revealed himself to the people, he always sent a man. When he wanted to express his image in a specific way, he sent a person who would represent him. To the slaves in Egypt, he sent Moses to demonstrate God as the deliverer. In the time of Elijah, he was known as the God that answers by fire. In the day of today, God has sent us a gift to bring us into our inheritance and his name is Pastor Daniel. But I am here today to bring you a message about the importance of a spiritual father. You see, when we read in Isaiah 9 verse 6, it mentions a lot of different attributes of Jesus as it was prophesied by the great prophet Isaiah. And one of them that he mentioned was that Jesus was, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the governments will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father and Prince of Peace. Did you know that Jesus was like a father to the twelve disciples? There are certain attributes that he had to display to them, for them to learn and for them to know. There are certain things that he had to teach them as his spiritual father. And we see that the disciples learned this thing very well when we read in Titus. In Titus chapter 1 verse 4 where Paul referred to Titus as his son, his spiritual son. And also in 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 2. So you can see that even if you read, can you turn to Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 14. Amen. I do not write these things to shame you, but as my beloved children, I warn you. So you see. Paul was referring to the Corinthians as his beloved children. Today we are going to be looking at the aspect of a spiritual father as a head of the church because we know that he was the head of the church at Corinth. Amen. So as each and every member in this house, we should know that our spiritual father is the head of this church and his name is Pastor Daniel. Amen. So now, Why is a spiritual father important? One, they are accountable for you. We get this in John 18 verse 9 where Jesus accounted for his disciples. He was giving an account for the 12 disciples that he had. You see, as a believer, you need someone who's going to give an account for what you have learned. Someone who's going to give an account for the things that you have learned because those are the things that are going to tell us or those are the things that are going to explain the actions that you took thereafter. I've heard people who say, no, but my Holy Spirit is my mentor. No, I'm just fine alone. Which brings me to a point that our previous speaker mentioned. The absence of a father is a breeding ground for people who are strangers to authority. Because of the absence of a spiritual father in those believers' lives, they are a stranger to authority. They cannot submit because they don't see the importance. They do not see the importance of a spiritual leader, an example for them to follow in their Christian life as they grow. Without a spiritual father, you are like your own teacher, your own pastor. Imagine being held accountable for the things that you taught yourself. eh? And we know that teachers are the ones who are going to be judged more strictly because... So now imagine you're alone there. Where's your teacher? It is I. Okay, so why did you teach this yourself these things? I did not know. No, you did not want to submit. That's why you did not learn the things that you needed to. Spiritual fathers are your gifts and not your God. That's point number two. You must know that there is an intended purpose for a gift. If I give you a notebook and a pen, It's because I want you to take note of certain things. If I give you a car as a gift, it's because I do not want you to walk on foot or maybe because I want you to be moving at a faster pace or at a faster rate. And we know that God gave gifts to man. Can you turn to Ephesians 4, verse 11 and 12? God gave gifts to man because this is the plan that he had. He had a plan for you. Amen. na Yesu. Sorry, I couldn't resist. I'm my father's son. <laughs> And he himself gave some to be apostles, prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry and edifying the body of Christ. Can I have you from the NLT? Now, these are the gifts that Christ gave. You see, God saw it important that you need these gifts because there's something that you needed to use this gift for. And then he sent them to you. Some of them are teachers, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Let's turn to the next verse. Their responsibility is to equip people for the work of God and to build up the church and the body of Christ. Amen. Which drives me to my third point. They will help you walk in your purpose. The previous speaker mentioned that it is the head that determines where the feet go. Where you will go will be determined by the man you submit to. Because he is the head of this church. So you, depending on which body part you are, will end up. At a certain place. But now if you are walking without a head. My goodness. Sorry. God's intended plan. Is to bring his kingdom on earth. Just as it is in heaven. And for that plan to become. Effective. He had to send someone to come and teach us about the kingdom of heaven. And the culture of heaven. He sent Jesus. Jesus understood that the knowledge about the kingdom had to be spread. So he made disciples and told them, go ye and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Because there's a culture that you need to learn. There's a system that you need to understand. No man is made on his own. It's disciples that make disciples. Are you being discipled? If not, how are you going to walk into your purpose? How are you going to learn to build the body of Christ? Because there's a man who's supposed to train you for the work of ministry. There's a man who's supposed to equip you with the knowledge that you need for you to build the body of Christ. Where are you going to get it from? Yourself? You see, there are plans that God has for you, plans to make you prosper. That's the heart of God. But for you to begin to walk in those plans in Jeremiah 315, he said, I shall send you shepherds after my own heart. How are you going to know the heart of God? If you don't listen to the shepherd that he sent. Your man of God is your shepherd and holds the key to your destiny. But before God entrusts it with you, he will want you to commit to that man's vision. In Luke 16 verse 12, we see how can you be entrusted with your own when, you do not, when you're not faithful with another man's work? How can you be entrusted with that which is yours when you're not faithful to another man's work? But how will you be faithful to another man's work if there's no man you're submitting to? How? The only way you're going to receive what is yours is by doing everything as unto the Lord. For it is for him that you do your work. When you're helping your man of God fulfill his vision, you're not doing it for him. You're doing it for God. And when God shows that, sees that you are faithful in the little you've been entrusted with, more and more will be given to you. And as more and more is given to you, then you will begin to walk in your own purpose because then now God will see that this child of mine is ready and now I can entrust him with that which is his. I mean, the Bible tells us that until the son decides... To learn and grow, he will forever remain like a servant. Although everything belongs to him, he will just be like everybody else. Imagine having everything, but looking like one who has nothing. So. Before you get entrusted with what is yours, what is your responsibility, please show faithfulness with another man's work, the man you are submitting to. If you do not have someone you are submitting to, I would advise you to pray about it and find someone who you can submit to, who can teach you these things. Can you turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14? Now, thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. And through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. See, God will lead you to triumph through Christ. But then there is a fragrance that you have to follow. The fragrance of the knowledge of God. And this is dispensed by a man. And that man is your shepherd. How will you know that you have been given triumph in Christ if you have no knowledge of him? How will you get the knowledge if you are your own teacher? I mean, I can't tell you to go write a medical, a medical license exam if you never learned anything from medicine. You cannot just stand up and say, I'm going to read all the books that are there and I'll pass and I'll become a doctor. It's not possible. No. No. It's not possible. In different passages of scripture, we see Paul tell the believers of the olden days that follow me as I follow Christ. Our shepherds are role models. They are examples. They display the very image of God to us that we can also learn and imitate. And then also begin to display the very same image of God to others. When we get to catch this fragrance, this aroma, when we get to know this knowledge of God, we ourselves begin to dispense this very same aroma for others to learn and to follow. Amen. Can we turn to Romans 12 verse 2 from the NLT? Do not copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn. Then you will learn. Who are you learning from? Even for God to transform your mind from the customs and the systems of this world, he will send someone who's going to teach you these things. And that person will be the shepherd, the man after his own heart, the man who understands and knows the very heart of God for your life. Hallelujah. See, there's something that pastor has mentioned, I think twice now. And he also mentioned it at the WEM conference. When God gives you a blessing, he does not only give you the blessing but he gives you a portal through which that blessing comes from. You see, when God gives you a man of God as a blessing, that man of God will lead you into the will of, your, of God for your life. But it does not end there. That's just the fruit of the blessing. That man of God will now show you the portal of the blessing, which is how to get to know the will of God for your life, for yourself, that you can also be able to teach others. Amen. Amen. And these are also here to disciple, discipline us, and warn us. As we saw in 1 Corinthians 4 verse 14. Because we are here to learn. We make mistakes. And that's why Paul was saying that I am not here to discourage you, but I'm here to warn you as my dear children. But now the bigger question is, how do we get to receive from these spiritual fathers? How do we get to receive from these shepherds of ours? I'm just going to mention three things. There could be different many other ways in which you can receive from your man of God or from your pastor. Can you read, can you open Second Corinthians eight, chapter eight, verse five? And not only as we had hoped for, but first they gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. They gave themselves to the Lord and then to us by the will of God. It was not only enough for them to give themselves to God, but then they had to give themselves to the servants of God. And because of that, they did great and many things. If you read the scriptures above, these are the people who went far and beyond and were giving. Even in their poverty, they gave beyond what Paul and the other people had hoped for. They went the extra mile and beyond. And why? Because they first gave themselves to God, then they gave themselves to the servants that God had sent to them. And because of that, it was very easy for them to go an extra mile and exceed the expectations that were laid before them. Amen. So point number one, give yourself to the Lord and to your leaders. Point number two, change the way you perceive them. You can never receive from a person who you think you're at the same level at and we even saw that example being illustrated last week on Sunday where two brothers were seated here, the other couldn't lift the other because they were on the same level if your perception of your pastor is not of one who has been sent to God to help you, there is no way he is actually going to help you because your perception of him is altered, it's wrong If you do not see your pastor as a messenger sent from God to come and help you move from one level of glory to another, you will not move from one level of glory to another, but you will still stay the same because of your perception of him. Change the way you think about him. He is your gift. He's here to help you grow. He's here to help you realize the will of God. He's here to teach you many things. Amen. And lastly, take the word you receive from them as coming from God Himself. First Thessalonians chapter two, verse thirteen. For this reason, we also thank God without ceasing, because when you received the word which God The word of God which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as words of men, but as it is in truth the word of God which effectively works in those who believe. Our pastor teaches us many things, many things. Do you receive them as mere words from man? Or do you receive them as your word from the Lord in this season? Do you receive it as the word from the very mouth of God in this due season? And believe it and begin to run with it. Because we are told that this word works in those who believe in it. Amen. So your man of God will teach you your true identity in Christ. This truth. Will drop the veil of lives that have been covered, that have covered your face, and will help transform you from one level of glory to another in the name of Jesus. Amen. Can we rise to our feet? Just in the next one minute, I want us to just pray. Thank God for the gift that He has given unto us. Thank God for the man of God that He has given unto us. Thank God for the spiritual father that he has given to this church because it is through him that we'll be able to see the true image of God. It is through him that we'll be able to walk in our true identity as sons of God. For we are truly sons of God. Let us pray in that direction. Takaya brasite leben a regoja brahala bababasha takaya manda setelebe, carababasha tikiana mando, rababa babaha takaya la mando jege
0: kiki. In Jesus' name. Let's give our good deacon a big hand for blessing us with that word. thank you Deacon sir Uh, we may all take our seats Deacon Komaki when he said what he said he he reminded me of something the verse that he quoted first Corinthians chapter 4 verse 14 if you read verse 15 it goes to say even though you could have 10,000 mentors I became your father in the Lord there's a place for mentors you can have several, but there's only place for one spiritual father, amen. Woof. Um next on the program, we are about to be blessed with one more arts ministration, amen. Arts time. Arts time. Let's put our hands together as we welcome Charles and Harrison as they bless us with a peace.
2: Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I I want to appreciate um, our pastor for this opportunity and uh, the arts department for this opportunity. Amen. So the title of what we are going to share is titled um, "My Father's Son." Amen. Amen. Yes. Dear Lord, I come before you today and I confess. Sometimes I really fail to pray. I know that I can't avoid the pain, but to enjoy it well. I guess it's just too hard on me and it makes me weak again. I can't enjoy it faith. Well, you say it if I have a little faith like a mustard seed, I can move a mountain? Uh, You know, sometimes when you're praying, God, you'd think maybe God is not listening to you or is not speaking to you. So, is it just me or is God not speaking? Let me try again. Dear Lord, I come before you today and I confess. Sometimes I really fail to pray. I know I can't avoid the pain, but to enjoy it, well, I guess it's just too hard on me and it makes me weak again. I can't enjoy it faith. Well, you say it if I have a little faith like a mustard seed I can move a mountain? But I guess doubt has held me tight and it flows in my vein like a water fountain.
3: My son, oh. I said in my word that
2: All ye who weary and a heavy
3: laden can come to me and you will find rest. Well, I guess you must be more tired than Dunlop and I hope you had a good year. See, you say you find it hard to pray. Didn't I teach you in Sunday school when you were still young that prayer is the key, prayer is the key, prayer is the master key. To unlock all the doors of faith like a mustard seed and you can move mountains so And I've been here all this while hoping that you and I connect to a stronger Wi-Fi server called prayer. I said, I've been here all this while hoping that you and I connect to a stronger Wi-Fi server called prayer.
2: Yes, yes. Yes, Lord. But without faith, it's impossible to please you, Lord. So show me how to gain it Oh, I mean, what do I do? If only I can have a little faith like Peter had when he walked on water. I will praise you all my life, Lord. Show me how to gain it Oh, So save me. You
3: see, only until you realize the amount of love I have for you is when you will love me. <laughs> and it shouldn't be hard, I mean. I gave you my B-I-B-L-E, so you should read about me in Matthew Mark, and if you're lukewarm, I will spit you, though I'm still your father. <laughs> see, I want you to love me, and I want you to be obedient to me because you love me, not because you're afraid that like Arnold Swasiniga, I'll be back, except Sina's will be terminated. And please, and please, my son, please don't go around claiming my name because right now your CV looks less like
2: Jesus and more like a Pharisee. I mean, I said, Save me, Lord. Save me from myself, Lord. Save me from drunkenness. See, I've tried so hard to stop, but the temptation is too much. Whenever I quit, friends come with, sometimes with two bottles of tequila. I said, They come sometimes with two bottles of tequila and I would lose my speech like a baby. I'm like, Chino ya coffee aka last. After all, it's not wrong if I take a little bit of liquor as I listen to some song, Nangungandeta Mbadodika, gets me crazing a bob, then I think you wala wulankosha. <laughs> weed. I can smoke weed or even just a joint, then I give them excuse like, that doesn't affect my spirit anyway. But as the point, my life goes on. <laughs> so,
3: Bad company corrupts good morals, right? I mean, what happens when the hunter's god dries up? I mean, you're a king. What happens if your castle doesn't light up? You claim that you want to know me, and you consistently be back on the cross, and it hurts all each time. I claim that you might have life, but it's like every day that you leave and breathe. The very breath that I gave you just want me to die. You talk about weed. Let me tell you, those after my heart are getting me, the more
2: yes, 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 but save me from myself, Lord. Save me from impurities. My heart's so dark and at times I'm dragged out by thy teachings and my heart becomes so bright but I still run and throw myself back in the mud. My mind, my mind is filled with dirty stuff. With the clips I watch and the music that I listen to mostly. Purify me, Lord, it is your blood that cleanses me. Remove this heart of stone that I have and put in me the heart of flesh and make me new because only you can save me. <laughs>
3: You want me to save you from your impurities? Yes. See, when I washed your sins away, you became pure, so I don't understand why you are a diamond behaving like coal. You are living a trail of smoke each place that you go. <laughs> My son, you must firstly acknowledge that you are empty and I am everywhere you go. I said, you must first acknowledge that you are empty and I am everywhere you go. See, these are truths I tell you quite <laughs> phone. The problem is, Monga Blackberry eighty five twenty, you think you are two G. <laughs> you be <laughs> You'll you be shocked. You'll be shocked to find out that even the devil is asking me, like, who's he? (laughs) You must learn to fight your demons. Give them round kicks. Quite in well, Bruce Lee, see. (laughs) You must also acknowledge that I am the gardener. And I prune the tree, so please stop acting like a loose leaf.
2: Oh, oh my God. Yes. Listen, 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 (laughs) listen, listen. Yes, I I have a father. (laughs) I have a father who knows my name i might be crippled but he's the father of the lamb i have a father who's been guiding me from the day i was born though i cry he would wipe off my face till the tears are gone he would catch me when i'm falling and he'd hear me when i'm calling as a child i made a mistake i got lost in the streets of the devil and people never believed to say that i was evil but my father in heaven had his favor so i realized to say that i was evil. Father, I know that my heart has been filled with darkness. I mean, oh my goodness. I come before you today and I ask for forgiveness. Forgive me for my sin. Money come and go, but the truth will remain. We're living in the chain of the lands and the waters. If I got money, then I ain't got nothing. But what is it the price that I have to pay? For I know, my Lord, that I have no say, but to you, my Lord, I'm free for rescue. Because you are my tower and your word is my power. You said I should seek you, Lord. I should seek heaven, but then, each time I try to seek your kingdom, I end up in UTH, so save me, Lord.
3: <laughs> you see, it seems like your watch grew legs because your time is running out. Listen, you ask what price you have to pay. See, all I ask is that you pay attention to the things that I say. See, eggs from hens can't compare to what Jesus laid. I said in my word in Ephesians 5 verse 1 that therefore you as dear children be imitators of Christ. You should just drop your pride, be humble and then you rise. See you are co-heirs with Christ and that means you are part of his bloodline. So please stop taking his name in vain. You see in your hands I have placed life and death. You want my advice? Choose life. And unless you want to be left out, choose right. and. Before I leave, I just have to say this. See, life is like a bundle, and you only realize that you use it on the wrong things after it depletes. Thank you.
0: Hallelujah. Um, that was that was that was. (coughs) (coughs) Praise the Lord. (laughs) How many of you are blessed by that administration? I was going to say that I discovered Harrison, but it's not necessary, amen? So, not wasting any more of your time, I am going to introduce the next speaker. who is going to be blessing us with the word. Now, this man is so much of a father, his nickname has Papa in it. This man is a man who I can say has showed us the real structure of fatherhood when it comes to having biological children amen he's a man who flows in wisdom when he instructs you he'll slap you but you feel nice let me not waste any more of your time let me introduce deacon joe as he comes to bless us with the word
3: <laughs>
4: hallelujah don't know what I'm doing up here. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing here because uh, those punches have left us flatline. You know, I just thought I'd add my punchline and stuff, but um, I'd like to thank Pastor uh, for this opportunity uh, to speak and to allow us to have this kind of service here. It's such a privilege and an honor. Thank you, Daddy. Um, Let us just pray before we begin. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, thank you for today. Lord, I thank you for the word that you have prepared. And now, Lord, even as I stand here, oh God, may you speak to the hearts of your people. May this word, oh God, that you have prepared, oh God, transform lives, transform minds, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. You may take your seats. Wow. Um, How are you all doing? I've been so blessed uh, by the previous ministrations uh, from my two brothers, uh, the arts ministrations. They keep amazing me every time. I almost, every time I feel like we've hit that one something else comes up it's it's such a it's it's an amazing thing and um, especially this one that um, the piece that was just done here I was telling my brothers there I'm like let's close the service (laughs) let's close the service because that is my whole sermon but we bless the Lord because there's still more yes um I want to quickly speak on something that i have placed in a question whose image are you the theme of the day has image in it if you looked at it very well except image is something that many people have come to misunderstand our leading scripture for today's theme of course happens to be Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 where we see God laying out the plan and giving out uh, uh, his vision over man what he wanted man to be and he says let's create man in our own image and likeness. Now image very often is reduced to only what you can see but I want to show you that an image can go beyond a picture. Usually when we think image, we just think of the nice snaps that we take. And I don't know if it's just me, but have you ever been in that senseless argument when you were younger about who exactly looks like God? Eh? If, if God looks like Dikon Komaki and he also looks like Minister Tavo, then how does God look like? Because how then do you marry these two faces? You know? And it, 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 it was a never-ending, useless uh, discussion, like I said. But it only points to the ignorance that is there about what God really intended. Now, before I go to talk about the image of God, I want us to do a bit of introspection and see whose image we are reflecting. Amen. So first thing we must understand is that, of course, we were made in the image of God, but somewhere along the way, that plan was not as God intended it to be. And we see that in in chapter 3 of Genesis, when the man fell, you know. But then when God came into the garden, you realize that he comes looking for the man. Adam where are you what had happened to Adam in that moment for God to call him I, I would like to believe that they had that kind of a relationship where God could just walk in the garden you know and he would know exactly where Adam is and they would find each other and they would talk because previously we read how God took the animals to him and say let's see what he was gonna name them he didn't there's no account of where he was looking for him but in this particular moment he goes and he calls to the man There's something that the man lost in that moment that changed things. And that was his image, his likeness. There was a death, there was a disconnection that had happened in that moment that he needed to be found first before God can talk to him. I hope you're following or going somewhere. So if we lost that image, God's image, What then did we get? I would like to submit to you also here before I go any further that in life, really, there are just two sides. It's either God or the other guy. There is no in between. You cannot be a chikava. I don't know how you used to call it when you were growing up. You cannot be on both sides. You cannot be like that guy that wants to give you some foolish counsel about stepping one foot in the water and the other one in the fire. It doesn't work that way. You are either this side or you are the other side. And God is very clear about this. If you are unsure about where you are, he will decide for you because he will spit you out. So that one is very clear. Do not comfort yourself to say, no, me, I'm a good person. You know, I'm I'm not really just there, but, you know, also I am not with the devil, but, you know. But still, there's no relationship with God. So you're on the other side. Okay, so there are just two sides. Let's not complicate things. So if we lost God's image, then we picked up the other guy. Because he is the one who came with the inspiration to disobey God in the first place. Amen. Okay. I hope you are following closely, right? So that if I call a certain title over certain people, I will not receive offensive looks. Otherwise. So an image is something that can be given. You can receive an image. An image will also stand as an identity of some sort. Your image is something that people will know you by. What you reflect. An image, like I said, it goes beyond picture. It speaks of the kind of person you are. The things that you consistently do, think about, and say. It all comes down to that one thing. It's an image. Right? So now... If it's not just about looks if it is a way of life then how exactly can we be able to point out where a certain image is coming from by the way when we look at uh, uh, what my uh, brothers had addressed you have your biological father you have the spiritual father these two are supposed to point to the Heavenly Father. That is the whole essence. Their responsibility and their places are not to necessarily glory in themselves, but to bring glory to the Father by representing Him well. Because their specific roles and duties are placed deliberately by God so that we can have a proper picture. Of who God is. There are those that want to think, "I can know God for myself. I can understand Him. name win, I don't need this, I don't need that. You are lost. Because right there in your head, where you have removed the place of proper counsel, comes the serpent with his own nonsense. And because you are unaware, you don't know which voice is which you will quickly pick up an image you did not apply for. You see, the difference is where God will give you an option and wait for you to choose, perhaps, the devil will impose himself. Whether you like it or not, abuela. And before long, you would have picked up an image and you would think it is you, but it is not. Usually, what would determine the image that you carry is the things that you keep on the inside. Nothing ever just happens accidentally, no. There's, some, there's a place it came from. And usually these things are stored up somewhere on the inside. Um, can you give me Matthew chapter 12 verses 32? These things are stored up on the inside somewhere. That is where they're going to flow from. The Bible tells us that out of the heart flows the issues of life. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So before you even display anything at all, it's boiling up somewhere. You have incubated some things. The Bible says, anyone who speaks a word against, did I give you the right scripture? 12.35, sorry. It says, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. So before we even know you as the evil one, there's a treasure inside. You have become an evil treasure chest. That's where it's going to flow from. It's not just going to happen. Sometimes when people act out of sorts, they say, ah, if you so Really? Let me tell you something. Every person, don't start looking at your neighbor. Every person who ever said, have you ever heard somebody say? For me, it depends on how you treat me. If you treat me well, I'll be I'll be good to you. If you treat me badly, huh? You know what what that makes you? A chameleon. Yeah. If I bring a chameleon on this surface, it will turn to whatever color this is. What color is this? Red, maroon? Yine. If I move it from this surface and put it there, it will become blue. It's not decided. Does that sound very familiar? There's a certain guy who was asked the question, where are you coming from? Ah, you know, just to and from here and there. You know? If he was a rapper, he was just like, it's your boy Chimbui, no plan. You know? Because he's just moving around. What you have kept on the inside eventually is going to flow from the outside. The scriptures are showing us that the good man, out of the good treasure of his heart will bring out good things. And the evil one, the same. Right? Okay. Let's move on from that one. I'm getting funny looks from someone. They are seated next to you. There are many ways that one can acquire an image. Give me Mark 4, 24. I want to show you something. Jesus was talking about it in the positive, but... I want to show you how it can still work in the negative because I want you to understand what the world is truly working with and the kind of people that you will get to interact with out there so that you can understand their nature. He said, then he said to them, take heed what you hear with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you and to you who hear more will be given. Give me the amplified. He said, be careful what you are hearing. The measure of thought and study you give to the truth you hear will be the measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. And more besides will be given to you who hear. Now, he's talking about the words that he's telling them, right? Right, right. Now, imagine if you were seated in the wrong place, listening to the wrong stuff, This scripture will read differently. It will mean differently all of a sudden. The thought and study you give to the lies you hear will be the measure of virtue. I will not even say knowledge. Yes, let's use disaster. And disaster, that comes back to you. And more. Look, it's not enough. And more. Press down, shaking together, running over. Have you ever met certain people who they just seem to overflow with the wrong stuff? <laughs> like, you know, they are it's like when you go the leak, Everywhere they go, there's just there's a mess every place they step in. They can't just go to a place and it remains quiet. People are always complaining. There's a place you can stay in one place they complain about you we think ah you oh, so know. You go to another, there's another complaint. Ah anyway, coincidence. The third one, ah guys, no problem. Because how can people in different places be complaining about you the same things? Something has gone wrong. Whose image? Are you portraying to the world? You must also learn to be careful whose counsel you take. When you read Psalms 1, it talks about the blessed man who does not listen to the wicked. Da, 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 you know that kind of stuff. And sometimes, pastors pastor has mentioned this. The wicked will not come with printed T-shirts. <laughs> I went for the wicked. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the wicked are just... There are people you eat in Shima with. There are people you go to hungry lion with. They will, not, they will not come with a printed stitch on their forehead. No. Can you imagine? Do you think, <laughs> and I would like to point this out, it's not necessarily about the present, but it's the counsel they are bringing. You need to distinguish these two. It's not about the person. It's the counsel they are bringing. Because most of the wicked counsel you will get will come from people that are close to you, the people you hold in high regard. You can imagine Adam. Adam, look, Eve never meant to hurt his husband, or her husband, sorry. She never meant to do that. She was just being a good wife, sharing a good thing she discovered. Think about it. But the counsel she brought was wicked. wicked. Adam never saw it coming. My own wife. Ah. to earth. So you need to be careful the counsel that's coming. You need to be careful who you are listening to. Most importantly, you must also be careful of the people you're working with. Because those are the same people who will invite you to step out of what the will of God is for your life. When you read um, the account of Numbers, Numbers, Numbers chapter, it should be chapter 11. Um, give me verse four here you have the Israelites and I agree with the bible it calls them children because they were children they were troublesome, ever complaining you see they, it's like they, they, they kept dispositioning themselves for such things after complaining, man ayawakanga. But it was in their heart. It had not come out yet. It was just there in their heart. So now, in verse 4, the Bible tells us, Now the mixed multitude, do you have MSB? If you don't have, I'll read from my phone. There's a particular term that the Bible uses from that version that I want to use for dramatic sakes only. I will get it from my phone. Uh, numbers 11. Are we following? You don't have it? Okay. The Bible says the riffraff, that's what the Bible says. The riffraff among the people had a craving. Who had a craving? Not the Israelites. The riffraff, the ones that, ah, it's there. They had a craving. And soon, they had the people of Israel whining. Can you imagine that? They were, they were traveling together. But they makaku yikata zero, zero. Also, because they don't understand the voice of God, they do not understand his ways. They begin whining. Now, they begin complaining, craving, if only. And soon, They joined in. Why can't we have meat? Now they went to Moses. Why can't you have meat? You are just making us eat all this mamana tuafinaka. All of a sudden it was a problem. They were children of God, but whose image did they just pick up? Are we following? Careful with the people you work with. Careful. So You can easily pick up a desire, as you can see, but you must be firm in the word of God. You must be firm in what God has said about you, in the instructions he has given you. I would like to submit this to you. These guys did not get tired of their manner because God could not give them anything else. It's because they did not ask. It's because they did not ask. Look, what this thing does, this whining, what it does, it reduces God in your mind. Because now you've gotten to a place where you're like, why aren't you giving me this? You are being unfair. You don't know, you don't understand my needs. You don't know what I want. You are throwing a tantrum to God. You have reduced him to that place where you can begin to correct him now. Do you understand what my body needs? It needs meat. This man is not balanced diet. (laughs) We'll look at the results of this a bit later. We'll pause that one for there. Um, The image you pick will come with benefits or consequences depending on which image you pick. So now, give me Revelations chapter 14 so that we can get into some stuff. Um, previously, um, Pastor made a statement. He's like, if you think you've watched the horror, yeah? huh. wait until God performs one. Wait, I'll show you something. Um Revelation chapter 14, we are going to go to verse 9. The Bible says, then the third angel followed them saying with a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast and his image and receives his mark on his forehead or on his hand, now don't, don't, don't move. Just leave it there. I want to explain some things here. How many of us also in the past had gotten into another senseless argument or discussion <laughs> about the mark of the beast, how people are going to be walking around with 666 on their foreheads? Now, I want you to I want to open your eyes to something here. This is my personal revelation. The Bible is talking about um, worshipping a beast, right? And his image. Now, I've already said that an image is more than a picture. An image can be a way of doing things, right? Now, it says, and receives his mark. Now, a a mark doesn't necessarily need to be a dot or an X. No, a mark can be something you are known by okay it can be something you're known by Um, in sports when we talk about basketball Shaquille O'Neal was known for shattering boards so there was a come a a, dolly thing that he has like come a person dunking I don't know if you understand what dunking is but anyway Michael Jordan also has his own symbol for his hang time hang time is how long you can stay in the air after you jump in basketball yeah so anyway back in the days he was the he was the guy so now he's known as what? Air Jordan. There are even sneakers and everything like that. It's a mark. In football, David Beckham, when it came to free kicks, he was the man. And so they, they, could, they would say, bend it like Beckham. It was a mark. It was the way he was doing things. Right? So now, when the Bible is saying, receives his mark, it doesn't necessarily need to be this, the, the dot or the 666 on a person's forehead. That's one number two it says on on his what forehead I mean there's head in there so your forehead is, is really your head what is what's the most important thing in your head your brain what is processed by your brain thoughts so if anyone receives his mark his way of thinking On his forehead, because that's where your brain is. Or on his hand, hands are a representation of twos; It's what you work with. So receives it in what he does, in his works. You receive his mark, his way of doing things in your thoughts and in the way you do things. You have effectively taken up the image. You don't have to sign your life to the Satanics to be part of them. You just have to receive. As simple as that. you just have to receive. Now let's move on to the next verse. It's about to get dangerous. It's about to get dangerous. The Bible says, he himself, that same one who has received now, Kauna that you've received the impartation. He himself shall also drink of the wine of the wrath of God. Pause. The wrath of God. I don't know if you've ever experienced the wrath of God. I don't think you have. It's not even a thing you want to get into. But it doesn't end there. Let's go. Which is poured out in full strength. There's a pouring of his wrath that's happening. First of all, just to think about his wrath is dangerous enough. Now, it's being poured, not in, in bits, it's being poured out in full strength. Other versions say, undiluted. That's what other versions say. Undiluted. Look, I don't know. That, have you ever drunk that juice? Do you have a thick an idea? Try drinking it without water. undiluted wait it doesn't end there into the cup of his indignation other versions say into his cup of anger look there's even a cup of anger first of all the cup of anger to think about it alone is scary the wrath of God to think about it alone it's scary but the wrath of God to be a pouring thing that. Is coming out in full strength and diluted becomes even more scary but when you put these two together I really don't know what image you are carrying but these these are the inheritances of some of those images and then it doesn't end there this horror is going he shall be tormented with fire now fire itself is, is dangerous again and brimstone Wait, if you are, if you, if you got bent, you are cooking, you got bent alone, eh? You can just play it cool. Kaili you work. In the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the lamb, you are a spectacle. Now they are watching you. The same way you used to show off here with that image. Now show off Kylie, you are, you are, you are reaping now. You are getting your benefits, your retirement package. (laughs) So now, this is what awaits for that kind of image. Being the image of God, on the other hand though, is a more exciting thing. Look, the difference, like I told you, unlike the devil who imposes himself on you, God wants to have an actual relationship with you where you can decide to be with him. I don't know. I don't know if you ever, if you ever, ever, ever think of entering into a relationship where it's just you. You're the only one, you're, you know, you send the message. Thank you. You send the message and reply yourself. I love you, babe. Thank you, babe. I don't know. It's like that's how people picture a relationship with God. If you've ever listened to people who are not properly informed, that's how they picture a relationship with God because they think one day they'll just end up in heaven and somehow everything will just work. How? With which image? Which image are you going to walk with in heaven? And then there are also those others who think they are so... <sighs> Let me just use Bemba. They just think they're in a pondo and they can handle hell. There's a, there's a lady who was ranting on Facebook. I accidentally bumped into that video. Awe! You guys, all you guys who are judging, leave this person alone. Shani, 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 shani. I was shocked. I was like, now you think you can go and handle fire and brimstone. You are truly if you are going to carry the image of God, let's start here. You have to be born again. There's no, there's no other place to start from. If you're going to carry and display the image of God, you have to be born again. And I'm not talking about that being born again. No, 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 no. You have to be serious about it because this determines your eternity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's going to determine your eternity. You have to give yourself to God. You have to return to the fellowship garden. God did not send his son to just, you know, show off. He sent, he sent him out of love so that he can restore the image he gave you in the first place. That is the original intention. It's not so that you can walk around and boss to people and say you're a Christian. Look, it should not be a hard thing to search for for people to discover whether you're a Christian or not. Somebody should just look at you and they should already know. You're not even showing off. Don't be scared. Because they will call you holier than thou. Guess what? You actually are. So just continue. You must love and grow in the word and the, in the knowledge of God because how then do you feed an image that God intended for you if it's not by his word this, these Bibles have even been made easy they are on your phones somehow it has become even harder for you to read it you must grow in the word of God three you must have an active and working relationship with the person of the Holy Spirit. The Bible tells us that for as many as are led by the Spirit, they are who? So if you are led by something else, yeah. Jesus said something very shocking. and It shocked them to the Pharisees in John chapter 8. When they were arguing with him about who he was. And this is where I refer a lot of people who, after you give them a common correction, why are you talking like that? You're judging me. Jesus is not like that. Jesus can never say that. Ah! <laughs> Let's go to the book of John chapter 8. I always get excited. Let's read this thing. And then you find a statement where he tells them, you are of your father, the devil. It's there in the Bible. Some of you are shocked. Yes! Because Jesus recognized whose image they were carrying. Are we together? Number four. You must turn your gaze on God. A gaze is it's, 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 it's an intimate thing. It's a longing thing. It's not a glimpse. A gaze is a prolonged stare. You must turn your gaze on him. That is how you grow in his image. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 18, it says that we, with open faces, beholding, in other ways, gazing, we are transformed into, into his image, into his glory, from one level unto the next. So the, 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 the glory that you got when you got born again, it's not enough. It must increase. In this church, we understand that the glory does not move in reverse. So you must grow. You've been born again five years. We must still remind you to come to church. Ah! Five years. You we were born again. Oh, so when, when last did you go to church? week. I was born again. You must get serious in your growth. And how you grow is by continuously gazing so that you are transformed into his image from one level unto another. I'm going to run through the rest very quickly because I'm out of time. Where was I for? Always seek to imitate God. The Bible tells us to be imitators of him. So seek to imitate him. How do you imitate him? You have to know his word. Number five, desire things above. I will will submit this to you. The Bible tells us that we understand that the things that are seen were created by the things that are not seen. Yes? So that tells you that the things that are unseen are greater than the things that are seen. Yes? If the things that are unseen are greater than the things that are seen, if you are living your life by the things that you see, then you're living a very low life. Because your focus cannot be on the lesser things. You must seek for the higher things. Amen. Amen. Remember that it is your duty to bear fruits. This one. It is your duty to bear fruits. It will not come automatically. You have to work at this. Be deliberate about displaying the attributes of God. Be very deliberate because that is what you are going to be known by. Know who you represent. Don't embarrass your home or your father. Last one, grow in the image and in the glory. Let's just stand to our feet. When when the scriptures tell us about receiving the mark, on your forehead this morning, as I was meditating on that scripture, the Lord told me something. He said, Forehead also is a, re- a representation of the conscious mind. We understand that we have the conscious mind and the subconscious, right? Now, to receive something is to accept it, right? Now, if in your conscious mind, because usually what happens is if in your subconscious mind, because that's where things are established, if there's something going on in your conscious mind that does not, or that does not agree with what is in your subconscious, there will be a trigger. You will be disturbed somehow. That's why the first time you make a mistake, you, you are guilty because you're aware of it. But the more you do it, it starts being stored into your subconscious. It becomes part of you. So that when you start displaying those things on the outside, it's already established in the background. So when you receive this mark on your forehead, we we are talking about the things that people can clearly see. In the things that you say, the comments you make. Be deliberate about what is in your conscious mind. That's why we must continuously confess the word of God over our lives. That's why we must continuously confess what the word says about our lives. Because only then does the word become established in your subconscious. To a point where you won't have to think about it. You won't have to think about it. Your pastor just called for a meeting. Ah, let me check my calendar first. I was supposed to. What? Check your calendar to see which program you're about to remove. That is the that is the attitude. Check it to see the uh, not the not the, uh, the, the, the 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 program that will hinder you from attending the meeting. No, check the program you're about to check out because something more important is calling. This only happens when you have fed your mind with the right stuff when you sit in the right place consistently and follow and obey, you might not have had the father you you desired. But I'm here to tell you, there's a father who loves you. There's a father who has blessed you with all things. There's a father who has not spared anything for your sake. There's a father who has given himself completely to you. There's a father who's crazy about you. There's a father who can tell you things. Who can give you sweet, not, not a sweet nothing that has been whispered to you by former bays. No. I'm talking about things of life. There's a father who can give you life in abundance. There's a father who can transform your life from the mediocre that you have been used to. To glory. There's a father who can transform you from a riffraff. To a king, to a priest, there is such privilege. But this is only for those who are born again. I'm sorry. You can't call him your father if you are not born again. He's not your father. It's better I tell you now here than on that day you get denied and say I never knew you. If you are not born again, you can't call him your father. All these privileges we are talking about don't apply to you. You will be like a stranger before him. So you have to be born again for real. I want every eye closed. This is not a coincidence. It's not an accident. God spoke deliberately. If it's not his image you've been displaying, you've been displaying the other one. And the other image has got an inheritance which is the wrath of God. That is poured out. I'm not trying to scare you, I'm giving you facts. So if you want to move to the other side, where there are benefits, you will have to walk and come to him and give yourself and surrender and be born again for real. To be sure about your confession and say, I am a child of God. Can you confidently say that and know that the father in heaven will back you up and say, yes, that is my child. If that is you here and you are thinking I am not sure I don't know if he would recognize me if he will accept me on that day I am not sure if I went there and I said I used to go to church he will recognize me if that is you I want you to raise your hand say I want you to help me I want to be born again for real I want to set my life straight i want to be the image that god intended for me to be i want to live in the image of god if that is you without any fear no one is looking at you every eye is closed just raise your hand where you are just raise your hand where you are accept this invitation It's not an imposition, but if the word has come, the Bible says, do not harden your hearts. If that is you, I want you to be bold and brave. Step to the front. Every eye is closed. I saw a hand at the back. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Step to the front, we want to help you. we want to welcome you. we want to, to bring you into an inheritance that can never perish. You cannot live your life by guesswork. You have to be sure about your confession. I just want the saints to help me. Just pray in the spirit. Just pray in the spirit. Zete rekebo soko rike zikian tarabassia. Karama socoto zikete rebo zikete baba Redebo socoto rika ma zeke antarababa bababa. Karabo socoto rebo siantarababa baba. Sekete rebo socoto. Zikayan tarababasia. Rekelekerebo socoto zika tarababa. Rike bo socoto rike zikian baba father in the mighty name of Jesus we thank you oh God for a service and as amazing as this one oh God we give you glory, O God, and we give you honor, Lord. We thank you, Father God, for your word, O God, that has come. And, the Lord, as you have spoken, O God, may this word, O God, be planted in the hearts of your children today, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I pray, O God, that may identities, O God, in this place, O God, begin to shift in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, I pray, the Lord, may every gaze, O God, be turned to you, O God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Lord, I speak, oh God, even upon every stubborn heart, oh God, that refuses to receive your word, oh God, that your spirit bring conviction, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. If you are still there and we're unable to come to the front, you can see any of the deacons and they will help you this is serious this is serious we want to help you so you can see any of the leadership after the service and you'll be able to be helped amen let's just give god a round of applause hallelujah